is going on everybody how are we doing thanks for reporting back to the hideout and welcome to episode three i'm your host tyler soflo aka a spanish poser <laughs> to my left over here we got tony soflo aka pasta boy and today special treat we have julian halil aka, AKA. <laughs> jew lion literally has a sketch of a lion with a Jewish hat and sideburns on it. It's in a frame in his room. Uh, you will learn more about Julian and his personality yeah. and where he came from in the next episode. But for now, please enjoy his personality. So this is the place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here we will be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and freewheeling world from content reactions to updates, reviews, interviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way. So keep tuning in to see what that means. Today's task, we will be reviewing the Modus Projects' parkour film, Soul Destroyer. Ain't that right, boys? That's right. Dude, this film is the shit, all right? Giles, you did a kick-ass job, and you deserve all the credit and success with it, man. Honestly, job well done. We're going to get right into it, though. We're not going to get into any fluff about it uh, or what have you. We're just going to start right into it because we got a lot to say. We just watched it before recording this, so we get every detail that we want to. The first thing that I want to talk about is the shoe intro, where essentially a lot of the shoes that most likely the team as a whole used were like tattered up, destroyed, and they were falling. And as they were falling, the text would mask behind it. That was some dope shit. And that was a great way to play on to the actual branding of this project, Soul Destroyer, where you're destroying the soul of your shoe. And they're like, all right, they really ran with the shoe idea. From an editing aspect, from an editing standpoint, Tony, what did you what did you think about that? And how do you think they made it? Uh, I thought I thought it was very uh, artistically well done. I They definitely made it with either a green screen or a white screen and then kind of just keyed it out at that point. But uh, the the whole idea of the shoes falling down and the soles being destroyed, I thought was like an amazing way to kind of start the whole series off. And it literally felt like I was looking at something from like uh, like a film competition or a film show. Yeah, and the, mu- and the music that the, the, the track that it started off with, it was like very eerie. Well, it's just it? something yeah, you yeah. don't expect. That was a sick way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really dope. But uh, the next thing, and uh, I really, this goes in hand in hand with the whole Soul Destroyer brand and the shoe intro and the entire film. They are pretty much the skater vibe of parkour and freerunning, aren't they? Like the one hundred percent, the badass motherfuckers, oh, yeah. like skater vibe. Their clothing style, the 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 editing, right? The whole squares, the blurred out uh, film mm-hmm. grains, and all those things. That is very much like the skater vibe of parkour and freerunning, and I love it. What is your what's your opinion on like that whole? skater vibe that they have going for parkour though i mean you're definitely right it definitely is like their style and i think they pull it off really fucking well yeah like if, if another team were to do that like farang or store like granted they could but it just wouldn't come off the same way as i think modus pulls it's, it off it's very much them and the way it, the, the editing just complements it a shit ton too like the way the way they do it like mm, Giles, if you want to edit some of our videos you can if you want <laughs> continue but uh no i mean that's pretty much it like it's i just i think it's dope and the theme that they have for their brand i think is like i think they've like solidified it like if yeah. you want to know a oh, yeah. skateboarding theme parkour team it's modus projects yeah without and it's a doubt so fucking sick julian what's your take yeah. on that that really like touches with me pretty well 
because back in the day before I did the flippy floppies, right. I was actually a skateboarder. <laughs> Wait, what? You so, didn't tell me that. Homeboy could do kickflips. Hey, listen, there are things that I keep secret. They got they got by surprises later, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> just, I like had that vibe when i was a kid like I, I was all about that and i used to watch like old skating films and stuff right and i would get so into that like punk rocker sort of thing like played all the uh you know all, all the old skateboarding games and stuff I, I don't know why i can't think of the name right now but tony it's hawk just, pro skater yeah yeah that's the one dude, tony hawk pro skater 4 was the shit <laughs> dude tony's yeah, sitting right here fucking great oh <laughs> uh so because of the because of that type of vibe that you yeah. grew up on because before that it, like really I really felt it. And it now it's dope. implemented in parkour. You're like, oh, this is, this is like two of the best, like. Yeah. The, what, what's the saying? Best of both worlds. Best of both yeah. worlds. Hannah Montana. Hannah. <laughs> you yeah. got the best. <laughs> of both worlds. I'm so sorry for I anybody very, who had to hear I, that. I'm kind of uncomfortable after just doing that. Uh, so with Modus having this kind of like style of their own, which is like a skater vibe. They obviously played off really well in this entire film through movements, clothing style, editing, and their overall personality, really. I mean, each one of them have their own individual personality. We'll get into the athletes in a moment because holy shit. But <laughs> uh, first, let's, next, let's move on to uh, their skill level in general of the film, like the actual skill level that they portray within the film and how that makes you feel as an actual parkour and training athlete now. Shit. <laughs> It makes me feel like shit. Tony, come on, man. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, it makes me feel sad. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Julian? <laughs> uh, you know, they were mediocre. Ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, they they were incredible, man. Uh, just, like, watching them. Like, uh, some of those guys I've always held as, like, a little bit of a role model for me. So, just, like, watching them is just, like. That's true. I want to do that. <laughs> I always love their style. They're, the thing is, like, with them is they have such mixed, not only styles within the freestyle, free running realm, but also in parkour and the way yeah. they put together lines. You know what I mean? Like, you can definitely see how they complement each other within a film, but if you put them, if they put them by themselves in their own Instagram clips, different. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, the skill level that I, that I was watching... Obviously, the first thing that I feel, because I guess for some reason, I think just like a bit pessimistically initially, is I was like, damn, this is intimidating. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, uh, that's not what they're going for. Like, even at the beginning of the yeah. film, I think it might have been Giles' voice, but they distorted the voice. You can't tell who it was, but it was like, at this point, Moda seems like they're out for themselves. And I'm not going to lie to you, people have actually told me that or whatever. So, like, they know that, like, some of their content... Um, they know that it might seem to other people that it's like they're showing off for, their, for themselves or they're imitating they're these bad motherfuckers. But in reality, they're just trying to portray a brand and a style and a, and a life that mm -hmm. they have. Okay. And I think it's badass. So my initial reaction to their skill level was like, well, fuck me then, right? Because I can't do that shit. And that's fine. But then after I get over that, I'm like, you know what? This is inspiring as fuck. It's motivating. Like there's yeah. people that are watching this film over and over and over again. Why? To feel like shit? No, because they're watching it. They're like, I got to go out and train right now. And that's what it should make you feel afterwards. And it does make me feel that way. Like I know for a fact what I lack in my training is my versatility within flips. And there's a lot of guys in the team, Johnson, for example, who very, very well can mix strong parkour with flowy free running tricks. And I know that I lack in the mm. free running tricks aspect of things. And I watch it and be like, you know what? I should do that more often. You know what? I should go to the gym more and train that flip instead of like drilling another Kong Prix. 
take myself outside of my comfort zone and get that flip that I want. And yeah. a film like this makes me do that. It makes me feel that way where I'm like, oh, that's badass. Now my turn, you know? But at first, I'm not going to lie, my own personal opinion. At first, I was like, that's, I'd, I'd be a little scared if I talked to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because that's like the vibe that's portrayed through the editing and whatnot. But I think that the skill level is way up. And we'll talk about how the way Giles portrayed uh, breaking down f movements or uncommitting and stuff like that later and how that plays into skill level. But next, let's go right into the athletes themselves. So I have my book of truth here. Julian has his notes. Tony has his notes. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in my order. And okay. then when I say their name, you go ahead and say their your highlighted movement that they did. So within the film, there's like a movement that was like really wild to you. And you're going to tell me what that is after I say my part, right? Okay. So I'm going to get the book of truth out. <laughs> My pen fell. Okay, let me let me uh, entertain you guys in the meantime. <laughs> All right, so first person I have here is obviously the main man. <laughs> His ankles broke, but they didn't break. <laughs> George PK. <laughs> Fuck you. My <laughs> dude. My oh, main thing that got that got me to go like, <laughs> well, shit, was his 540 front gap that he did, and then he actually like didn't land. All that well clearly was in pain and was like, again, dude, that yeah. was the shit. And especially like just that on its own of like the whole surpassing, ow, 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 do it again mm -hmm. is badass yeah. in itself. But then the movement itself, like the tech, not, not only the technicality, but the ballsiness, like gap, distance, 540 front. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's kind of my reaction when I first watched it. That's my highlight of his move in the film. There's plenty more highlights in the film to be honest it's kind of hard to pick them like it's very fucking there hard should be to top them. three of each but oh, that yeah. was hard to do and that would make this like podcast way longer down. but holy fuck these guys <laughs> killed it i would love to meet one of them jordan jordan tyler lee can have my babies like that's all i can say but <laughs> oh my oh my but we only could pick here. one so i picked yeah. the 540 gap for george bk tony i also picked the 540 gap for george BK. did you really yeah well i'm gonna add what? on to it he also did the i think it was a cart pop full at the end <laughs> Or is it Makako full at the end? Yeah, that's right. pop full. I think he did Makako full. Did. He definitely like he he overdid it and had to save himself and saved himself with the pop full. Yeah, that was that was so that that was dope as fuck. But if you want me to touch on another thing, his fucking plyos are just insane. His it's legs gnarly. are just fucking it, godly. Yeah, what the it, shit? I think I, everybody knows that he definitely. Um, you know that episode of SpongeBob where he was like, "How tough are you?" And he was like, "I ate a bowl of nails." And the guy was like, "Yeah, so without any milk." Now just replace the nails with springs. That's what the fuck George PK has for breakfast. What was your highlighted pick, uh, Julian? Um, so I actually picked another one, but I did want to touch on that, like Rudy pre real quick. Cause it was more of a well, gap, but yeah, huh? it was more of a gap. He didn't pre anything. He just oh, well, cleared yeah. a gap, but still Rudy gap. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They, they know what I'm talking about. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but that of course the move itself is insane. The line he did when he was finally completing, it was awesome. But seeing him like actually get a little bit hurt for like a millisecond as terrible as that is that that kind of like that brings you to realize that he is an actual human because a lot of times you're seeing george pk as this guy who's just like this insane beast like no one can stop him he's just like a tank like nothing can take him down or anything like that and then you see a little bit of a human side to him so in summary you we want to see george get hurt more no <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. No, no 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 but that's a not. really great point yeah you're right but because yeah. you see that and you're like oh shit that's right that happened to me when he uh bailed out of the side flip the pop side flip in vigo and i think the spot's called super sport something like that 
Um, remember when he like was supposed to do a pop siphon into that grassy patch area? But oh he, like, yeah, bailed yeah. Out? I saw that and I was like, I didn't. I for some reason in my head. I mean, obviously it's he bails. So does everybody else. Yeah. But in my head for a quick second, I was like, I never thought I'd see George BK fail out of a pop side flip. But that happens, and I think your point about how he is human and that happens, and he has to get up and do it again, is a great point because it really does show that not only is he that, but he's also pushing his limits, mm -hmm. and you get to see more of his nature. Exactly. Really. That's you a good point. More of it's cool seeing you don't normally see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Next person I have is Robbie, and my highlighted thing that he did was that descent down to the bars, and he went into flyaway re-grab, and then dismounted, and went into a Kong, uh, a rail Kong gap to another roof in one line, in one take. Yo, for me, that is the shit. Why, you ask? That's a great question, people. Because I know that they had to scale that building. There might have been people watching. They, there might have been the pressure of somebody calling the cops and having to get them. So if there was that pressure, even at the slightest, he knows that that's going to happen. So he has a window of opportunity to commit to a line like that. Secondly, he did a descent down onto a bar and then went into a flyaway re-grab. And then after that, he had to proceed to commit to a roof gap that was a rail Kong all in one. That's the shit. And in my opinion... That is one of the, I mean, obviously there's another run that he did. It was the super smooth, the rails, but that one is just, it combines so many different technicalities and skill levels all in one and different aspects of parkour. Like the whole aspect of like, Oh, I do parkour. I'm jumping on rooftops, point A to point B, whatever. Like the, you know, the real basic root of parkour. Like he combined that. Then he combined the freestyle and free running flips. And then he made it up a level by doing the flyaway re-grab. All, all this shit, man. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. But was what was your one. highlighted movement for Robbie? Yeah, fuck you. I picked the same one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why though? Like I explained it in a certain way. Why Why do you think it's yours? I just, I like the, uh, there's a certain old school and new school vibe to it. Yeah. Because like you said, there's, it's like parkour on rooftops and it is parkour, which is point A to point B. Right. But it was done in like a new school way, yeah. which is something I liked. Um, on top of that, the camera angles were fucking sick the way the shot is. Yes. So, but you touched you touch on the parkour stuff. I'm more so touching on like the culture and camera angle stuff. All right, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. What was your highlighted movement uh, for Robbie Julian? So, um, I wrote down Robbie first line because I'm an idiot. Okay, <laughs> Robbie first line. Do you remember what the first memory. line was? I can't remember exactly what the moves were, but I do remember that it like really impacted me how like swift and powerful and like flowy all of his movements were. Like he he was doing like this big like chain of movements descending down through some I, I don't know if it was like an alleyway or something, but it it just looked so cool to me and the actual technicality of everything I think you're he was talking about the insane. you're talking about the sending platforms in Vigo where he did uh, running so. prail uh, running prail I can English greatly a running pre to a rail in the middle of his line and then he ended it with this plyo. And uh, he piked his legs out in the air. I know exactly which part you're talking about. Maybe. Yeah, that shit was fast and efficient as fuck. It was like at the very beginning of the film? Yes, and, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a spot in Vigo. Yeah, that one was insane. Uh, all right. Next person I have <laughs> is Jordan Tyler Lee. And for me, because of the fact that it also showcased how much he gives a fuck <laughs> and how many times he had to do it, was the stride into the flip pre to punch Rudy. Dude. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is why fuck. I said he can have my babies, dude. Because straight up, not only is the skill level way up there, but the freaking tenacity, dude. Because a lot of people, I'm well, not a lot of people, but there are people out there that would, you know, probably fail once or twice on that and be like, I guess this move's too hard for me today. I'll come back to another time. Jordan got pissed off and he was like, I'm doing it right the fuck now. And you could see that in the film. And Giles is like, I'm. 
click. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to record this. And so you could be like, oh, fuck my shit, man. Like, you know, he was just like in it because he wasn't leaving until he was going to finish. And you could tell in the clip that there were so many different shoe dirt marks in the ground from all of his attempts. Yeah, that shit would look muddy. And then when he did it and he finished it, took the shoes off and threw them in, in, in the feeling of success. Dude, that for me... Granted, he did some other lines that were like the shit. And it was hard for me to like depict, like to separate them. But because of what I saw in his like mindset and the way he dealt with it, and like being actually upset in his pers- in his performance because he knew he could do better and he wouldn't stop until he did, made it that much more satisfying to watch and more motivating. And then the skill, the movement aside as well, to, to do a side flip pre to a punch Rudy already in itself is nuts. But he did a like he did a distance with a drop flip pre to punch Rudy and you can only get so much height out of that and you could tell so he had to rely on his twist the speed of his twist and he made that shit around dude that was awesome and my one for him is it based off of two parts one is well I don't, I don't remember what the spot is called but Julian and I have been to it it's in the UK um it's the scene where he gets scared by the spider at the end. Dude, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> so. Dude, this badass motherfucker is doing the fucking Cypher pre Rudy. Has a large he, ass red mark on his back. And he, But he does the line that you said, which is what? What does he do? It's a, um, fuck, what was it? it? It involved like a roll 360 off the He garbage. did a dive roll onto a dumpster and then popped yeah. 360 out of it. And then he did lazy uh into these two walls and i can't remember the ending actually damn it, it. was a, it was a little it was, i think it was like a so stride up or on. some shit it's hard to remember these fucking things especially we when we can't see here. it but pretty much so the line itself it wasn't the sole thing that like impressed me it was more so seeing again on an editing standpoint or like on a film standpoint it was seeing like all the outtakes that it took but it was done with without the music so it was done with like the raw audio in that yeah, sense which makes it really real i really like that type of editing because i like seeing outtakes and i like seeing guys that you see on like social media and whatnot not do it the first time you know right and on top of that his swag was on fucking point dog <laughs> that red that red long oh, sleeve yeah. the modus long sleeve the fucking black joggers the white shoes and the white hat bruh jordan if you don't want tyler's baby you can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets scared by a fucking spider like this badass motherfucker like oh i'm in pain my back i'll do it again that, oh, was, a spider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest shit ever. what was that uh, what was your move for him Dude, um, if you can remember, because yeah, so I know it's hard to remember these. His move, oh. uh, the the line where he had his double cork, the one that he was like trying a couple times, and mm. he finally landed. It was like oh, that he was, started fuck, way that off was in so the hard. That was the said. other yeah. one that I was it just saying. way back. Yeah, um, yeah, like he he did like a big jump and then like some techie rail shit and then went straight into a running like double quirk yeah like a j step off off a ledge onto the grass that was the other one that shows his tenacity as well and the amount of times he had to do it those are my two runs that i was hard like i was like man which one do i pick but i picked the cypher pre rudy because i thought that was like really badass but that's the the line that you're talking about that he did another example of how he was like i'm not fucking leaving yeah until i land this shit i like that and i really felt that. that line too because i feel like that may be something that i personally could do but because of that I can imagine exactly how insanely difficult it was. Yeah, and he says it out loud. Yeah. yeah. It's, Great. It's but that, stupid that line hard. is the one that starts with the side flip and he slides down that slanted concrete wall and does a run into the swinged up cork, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, next person I have up on the list is Johnston. For me, and this goes again into like analyzing what they do after the line is complete. Uh, for me, it was his run that he did utilizing that spot with the blue rails Eat and the yellowish Tyler. and the yellowish walls, <laughs> where he did the pops uh, palm side flip, lazy down, and then he did the like really weird downward running pre to the slant 
uh, rail plyo out to the wall and stuck it. And then he was like, I don't want to watch the playback until I know and can feel what it feels like, the accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And he is right on point. This whole freaking what's what's the term with the gratification the um instant gratification stuff yeah. where you just film a clip watch it and be like great now I have to do the next thing you don't even feel the accomplishment of what you just worked your ass off for and he proved in a high quality very fa uh, now going to be famous parkour film he was straight up like i don't want to watch the clip again because i want to know what it feels like and he sat there and is a dude that's something that i need to do way better that was extremely inspiring not only was the run awesome but having that basically philosophical Smackdown right there in a high intensity film was so sick to see and you could see the joy in his yeah. eyes you could see him just like it was the greatest thing I've ever done in eight he said in ages and I was like that's pure genuine yeah, joy right there that's dope. Yeah, that was such a cool moment yeah that was a really great moment so you pick the same line Honestly, but why? Bro, just skip over me I don't fucking care but like what <laughs> <laughs> but what is it the same reasons why I picked it yeah it's because he didn't he didn't go for the instant gratification part because like you said that's what everybody fucking does yeah and we all do it too I, yeah I don't I don't I don't sit in my accomplishments or enjoy them or celebrate them like he does at all and I need to more but like that yeah that taught me a lesson that for for now like now when I go out and train when I do something and it's for like a video or it's for a film project or something i'm gonna like bask more in the moment because like it really like your brain remembers the things that you do and the, the problem with our brain is that like we remember all the bad things because we put those in front because they seem so big yeah where we don't remember remember the accomplishments so that's what he's doing and i'm like yo i need to do that more too right yeah yeah and there's anything about his actual run like the physicality behind it or the moves that he did that also stood out to you or was it mainly because of how he reacted afterwards it was mainly the reaction afterwards i mean the run he did was dope as fuck anyway yeah, and, it, and it and it was it wasn't an easy run no no like i said he mixes very well the fluid freestyle yep. free running flips with strong parkour mm -hmm. and i love that balance in a line i love it's my favorite that ratio of just like just right good free running flip with parkour awesome yeah julian yeah your johnston pick same, same one. one yeah dude yeah. i think that <laughs> it was i think if anybody cool would watch this film more than once they would pick the same one yeah yeah it i is, mean honestly sorry, like i'm sorry i'm sorry cut me don't, punch don't, don't punch him don't punch me <laughs> hot tea uh that that line was so cool to me just also like he, he mentioned in there that was like one of the coolest feeling things he's done in a while right. just watching him do that line was fun and i was like damn like, I really want to try that. Yeah. Because yeah. it looked so cool, man. Like, that must have felt like uh, the craziest roller coaster. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, of course, that whole thing at the end where he was talking about you really want to, like, feel the movement before you watch it and forget about it. Like, I, that taught me a lesson as well. So I, like, really want to start doing that when I do my moves. But that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Thing. Johnston, that was a shit, man. And everybody else we mentioned, too. Robbie, you're a fucking powerhouse nut Nuts. job. George, Let's switch genetics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jordan, we already mentioned what we want. Your swags on. Wait. Uh, we'll let the people figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Next one I have is the main man, Max Barker. Hey, he follows us. I hope he doesn't unfollow us after hearing this. <laughs> oh, he's if like, he, he just watches and be like, we love yeah, you, man. Bro, <laughs> if, you, if you do unfollow us, I'll understand. I kind of understand, but also like, but also I understand, man. Yeah. I have to, you know? But for me, man, choosing his was very difficult tough. because this kid is the shit, man. I really, I would love to meet him. I would love to train with him. Uh, if you want to be on this podcast, Max, if you even listen to this, if you even care, you about can us. come here anytime you want, Florida, all yours, bro. But my pick was that fat motherfucking 180 pre the stride stride 180 pre to the brick wall when he, he was wearing a blue shirt. At, it was towards the end of the film, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
when I saw, because I saw him do that running pre to a punch Rudy, which already was like, oh, that's my pick. And then the freaking following clip was a 180. I was like, oh, shit. That's the one. Dude, I was not expecting that because obviously when in a parkour film of this high quality, if they slow-mo a move, that's when you know. Yeah. Like you, it's emphasized that yep. this shit was fucked. And this oh, 180 yeah. pre was slow-moed. And that lets you know, hey, man, this shit was hard. Dude, you don't even need it. Just looking at it, you're yeah. just like. Fuck, that was fucked. That is, and it's a drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And he took it. He controlled the shit that out of it. And the thing is with Max crazy. is that I wanted to touch on is his control. I mean, I know everyone's already talked about and touched on how he wants to stick everything with his toes and like everything has got to be like perfect and all these things. But if you see the way he steps and where he steps and how calculated and just like calm and controlled he is with small ledges or rails, it is awesome. It is very inspiring. It is like something that you look at and be like, man, I really want to be that calm stepping on smaller ledges or mm -hmm. that was the shit so who, what was your what was your pick for max so i actually did pick that one but lucky for me i picked like two other ones too that's okay <laughs> um let's hear him the, first of all homie is way too fucking comfortable with bars the one the the one i'm going to touch on first is the fucking rail kong pre yeah the blue rails that that's about the same spot we were talking about with johnson pretty much okay but isn't he a isn't that what he is? No, he's not a loser. Oh, oh but he's not a loser. Johnston's technically a loser because he... He got spat on. Yeah. No, Johnston, you're welcome here, too. You're not a loser, bro. Not to me, man. Event... <laughs> it's all right. Tyler's wearing a leather jacket in Florida, so... No, wait, no, I... No. <laughs> I meant that you're not a loser. Oh, I see. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my my thing with him is the, the rail concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, oh, um, shit, yeah, that's The right. behind the scenes of that was just intense because that well, rail concrete is... That. Yeah, talk about the rail concrete because I have a different talking point about showing the commitments and showing the prep shots within this film as okay. a different point. Just talk about the movement itself. The the movement is fat as fuck. The, to rail to rail concrete. The blind. rail to rail concrete, and then for him to control that line out into the ending is right. is dope. I mean, I can't talk too much on the the. I can't talk too much. I can't talk too much. <laughs> I can't talk too much. I can't talk too much on the rail concrete without talking about like the commitment aspects. But I will say, um, I do like his ability to go back and go for a stick just because he wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah, that and I whole, thought that was dope. That whole mentality behind the entire team is amazing. And then the other thing uh, going off of that is the, his huge as fuck running cat he did. Dude. He oh. didn't, he didn't I don't even, know why I didn't, didn't talk about that. That was he fine. Didn't even, he didn't even get all that was. <laughs> all right, let Julian right, talk about that. You. No, no, no. I'm going to no, talk that's about cool. it. Oh. It was dope. Your turn, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that one was insane. He just like sent the like... He sent the drop back on that and everything. Like Dude. everything, that whole clip just blew my mind, man. <laughs> like there's not a fucking chance I would try that. That, that was so crazy. First of all, like I said, he's very controlled with his running and his takeoffs. So yeah. run-ups for him are thin walls. You mm -hmm. see him pace his steps multiple times before even like, okay, that's the jump I'm going to do. He's just pacing his run-up first because he is very calculated and controlled on mm -hmm. running on thin walls. Like a thin wall is also a run-up considered to him. You know what I mean? And so after that, he was like, well, guess I'm trying to send this fucking fat ass cat grab. That's so dope, and The bro. crazy thing is in the trailer, I heard him scream, I think, and I was looking for that in the film. Like, I, and if you watch the trailer again and you see him like slide down, you, you, ju <laughs> you just hear, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like watching that trailer. I was like, can't wait to see that raw clip in the film. But I don't, they didn't show that. They just cut straight to the fact that his knee just had a gash in it and they just put the cool yeah. like X's thing more yeah. to the skater vibe. And that running cat grab was fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if after, obviously after that, he was like, nope, like I'm not doing that again. But I wonder smart. if in his head, he's like, <laughs> got to come back for it. Or he's like, not worth it. 
I don't know. Wonder what his mindset is on that. Well, I mean, touching on that, like, because this is another talking point I had on him was that the um, I think it was in Portugal, the the rooftop one, the stride that uh, that's another talking point I had. That, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what was the other guy's name? I forgot his name. Oh, Luis. Luis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. Well, I was gonna talk about like the uh, yeah, the Lisbon running pre. No, that's how like I wonder if that's something that he wants to come back for. Yeah. After we're done, like oh, I bet. After we're done giving our highlights yeah. of each athlete, that's my next talking point, which is literally that scene and then some other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, next athlete I have is joseph marks um joseph if you're listening or watching this and we gave you that answer in our dms about what it's like to you know like what it should do to make it in the parkour and fearing world and then you read it and then you were like these guys are a bunch of fucking idiots we understand yep we understand and now we're gonna just talk about how fucking great you did (laughs) dude the thing that you did the thing that he did where he it was a it was a run in that brick maze wall area. I think it's more towards the beginning of the film where he drops in and he does a running wall splat, but he one eighties it so he can pop dive Kong oh, back yeah. to the wall that he running preed off of. That was sick. that type of movement that he does is utterly insane because he does it in a bigger scale. Because I've seen those like kind of like back and forth like bouncy ping pong type movements on smaller scale spots. This fucker does it on a bigger scale. I mean that's like a legit. Something that somebody who's like normally training, somebody who is like, okay, yeah, this is the spot I'm going to train at, would do that running pre to wall splat 180 pre back. And Joseph Marks, like, no, nah, how about a dive Kong? And everyone's like, are you sure about that? And he was like, fucking watch me. And he does a running pre to a wall, 180s it, pops dive Kong back down, and then he continues it. There's a pop full at the end of the run, which is mixing the free running and parkour, which is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. That was, was nuts. So uh, that's that's what I want to touch on. His, I mean, there's other things he did because I mean I can't say because I think you have it because there's some other Damn shit right, that that I fucker did it. and it was badass as hell. But yeah, you go on with your highlight. It's the uh, the highest fuck cast full that he did. Yeah, dude. That oh, wall, yeah, dude. Taking yeah, that yeah. drop alone minus the flip seems fucking terrible. <laughs> what did you say? He said he looked. Like, what did you say? Oh, so <laughs> I, I, I wanted to I wanted to say it after like I pretty much said this, but I'm not gonna lie, bro. You. You kind of look like you would take my my lunch money in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you look like you kind of bully me, and I don't I don't know I know how I get that vibe. It's kind of your face, but like you're you're he could be the I I want to meet him because I be hope the you're the guy. nicest fucking guy yeah, ever, dude. honestly, bro. Because like I just I just think it's funny when someone has like a like a um oh a different type of appearance that act that doesn't match their personality yeah, yeah, yeah. of course that's a great interaction yeah but uh but i mean i could be wrong too he could actually probably want to take my lunch money yeah but uh <laughs> which would he, be your credit he, card it's a distinct you don't carry cash yep <laughs> <laughs> but anyway he cast full he literally fucking killed, killed it. it the castle was probably one of my favorite uh moments in it just because it's just to throw something that fucking high and take the impact and whatnot is fucking it's sketchy and it's dope all at the same time like i don't even like throwing flips off a of high shit most of the time or if i do it i have to prep it yeah a lot no, because a it's a big thing in my head for him it just feels like it's fucking nothing yeah then then yeah. he makako pop full after it too yeah or yeah. something yeah yeah, yeah he did makako pop full. fucking nuts dude that guy's a, that guy's a beast that guy, and and all jokes aside like gnarly all credit that guy's fucking awesome please What's don't take your, my lunch money <laughs> but just don't yeah just don't take our lunch money what is your highlight move for marks so uh mine was the uh one shot kong to real pre 
Oh, oh, oh the yeah. real Kong to Walpree where like it, the music starts to go in and out with bits, which is actually something I want to talk about. In the one shot where he's just like walking and you're like, okay, where's this take leading? And then he just curves and goes right into a Kong Pri off of a rail into a, uh, and prees the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the music hits when he lands. Yeah. That's yeah. The one, that's the one that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> remember, do you? You, fucking, you don't all right. remember. <laughs> that's no, exactly the one about, you're talking about. Um, I know it. Wasn't it Joseph Marks? He was like, yeah. yo, I bet you can't get that that was luke stone that was joseph marks talking to the camera yeah. luke stone did that concrete but there is a concrete that he did in one take joseph yeah, did yeah. where it was off of a rail and lands on the wall and then like they use the music to like time with it but that was I, that might have been one take i don't know the way they filmed it looked like it and i think it was which is awesome um but yeah the next person i have is keelan good old keelan oh boy the co-host <laughs> of the modus podcast which Perfect. you guys should definitely listen to um, yeah, that, that kid is definitely a ball of energy and creativity. Um, he is the UK's version he, of Kobe. He's yeah. Kobe yeah. is somebody that trains with our community. He's definitely not a, loser. You're a loser. he's definitely not that. Why? Because he's the one saying that, but, uh, mainly because he also, I think he helps Giles with the editing and he's obviously on the podcast as well. Podcast. I have I have myself saying podcast because that's the title of their podcast. Podcast. Um, so uh, I know he has a uh, playing hand in some things, and I think that's awesome. And on top of that, he's a very, very great athlete. And my highlighted movement for him um, was, I believe it's yours as well, where it, in that brick, that red brick spot where he does the dash pre to that slanted wall I'm and then pops dive off. Kong out. <laughs> and then he, and then he finishes it off with that, um, yeah, it is. with that gate flip. Mm. Dude, that was so sexy because when you see the first prep shot where he goes for the dash pre to that wall, you like, Oh, okay. That's probably going to be it. He's probably going to do something. But then it, you can see that he's prepping for the dive Kong back yeah, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. What? And then yeah. it happens. You're like, Oh shit, he did it. Yeah. That was awesome to me. And that I've been to that spot. Julian, I've been to that right. spot. Before. I wanted like, you to, yeah. That's where Julian dies. Uh, <laughs> There's a video that we have where they went to London and Julian gets a nasty shinner and it's at that spot. It's literally in that exact location yeah. where Keelan did the dash to dive Kong but the thing, on the other side of that wall. The thing is I Lost want you to touch on more because notions. since you were actually at that spot, I want you to tell me. It's hard. What like Because you were there, what is it knowing that you saw that spot and you saw that movement and you're like, oh, like the calculations start floating in front of your head. You know the, what I mean? The walls are like, they're not they're not short walls. Like they're actually tall walls. If anything, they're up to maybe my sternum area. Okay. And I'm 5'11", 6 foot. So like it's, it's not a, the dash up to it is hard. And then going that distance over to the slant and back is even harder because like I said, the walls aren't short. They're yeah. tall as fuck. You know, right? So, Very um, that like that's that's pretty much what I got. Like, okay. touch on that. His Julian. movements are satisfying as fuck to watch as well. Yeah, they're very smooth. So uh, I got to go with uh, my personal favorite, the drunk gainer. <laughs> oh, that's your highlighted move. <laughs> that's that's my uh, highlight. The move drunk gainer him. straight to heels ass. Yeah. Oh hell's yeah, bro. Because that was awesome. If you ever come over here, you you can punch him. It's fine. Yeah, and then you Please can do, do more drunk gainers if you want. It's all good. Dude, it's so funny because they were like, he's like, why'd you over rotate? He's like, maybe because I can't fucking see or whatever. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be doing the game <laughs> in the then, first place. And I was bro. like, maybe you shouldn't do it. <laughs> but I don't think he gives a fuck. Dude, I want to meet him for sure. That was so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a good time. You can tell that they're a bunch yeah, of crazy yeah. fucks. Um, I got, wait, I got one more thing to touch on with that. Okay, yeah. If anybody from the Modus Projects is listening or watching this, <laughs> I want more Keelan POVs. 
where the camera's yes. on the side of his face. I want more. It's I want spitting on people. I want a video of like you know those the, the dog videos where it's on top and you can see their head. I want that, <laughs> but on the side of Keelan's face of him doing parkour. So With tape the lips. GoPro on the side yeah. and then have him do parkour and like just talk insult to people. people. Yeah, or like shopping at a grocery store and see what he says. That shit's funny. I would love to see that video. That should be a motor segment, dude. I would promote it all over SoFlo. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I definitely would like to meet him. And last person I have here is Luke. And mm. that guy, dude. Can rock a leather jacket. I'm like this guy over here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, Luke oh, is the shit, man. Uh, my highlighted movement that I put for him was that he started at the top of that uh, staircase at a running pre to a punch flip kind of pre. It's like a platform. Oh, yeah. Right I into remember. dub A. Yep. yep. On concrete. Hey, what the fuck? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I first saw that, I thought he landed on a vertical wall. Like, I thought he did a punch flip pre to a wall like this and, like, staggered his feet. At first, I didn't think it was a platform. And I was like, oh, (laughs) losing my shit. And then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, it's to a platform. Still equally as badass. Still equally as badass. And I had to write that down. Once again, guys, once again, these fucks did crazy shit. And it was hard to just pick one, but these are our wow factor picks. And to me, doing a running pre to a thin wall, because you could do a running pre punch flip off of a ledge that's like really spacious and you can have all the time in the world to do a punch flip and you have to really calculate your foot placement. But because you had to do a calculated running pre to a thin brick wall and then punch flip down a gap to a small area still and then pop into a uh, double twist move. Double Yo. twist move. Double twist move. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's a double twist move. Oh, no, no it's no. not. It's not. It's uh, Sorry, I thought it was a double twist move. It's not. It's a twist and a half move. Either way, it doesn't no, matter. No, I think it was actually a twist, if I'm correct. Oh, okay, yeah. So there you go. Dude, to do all that together in one run is fucking sick as <laughs> hell. We, we were just yeah, making yeah. fun of how you said double twist move. Yeah, we were just making fun of you calling it that. <laughs> <You fucks. laughs> uh, yeah, what was yours, Julian? The same one? Uh, so mine was that one, but since I got corrected, um, the instant like giant kong to rail pre that's gonna be my one for luke because oh, one the, oh the one oh, take the one take, yeah, the one take. Where the, yeah 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 where joseph looked at the camera and he's like let's see if we do it first try yeah. or whatever I'll, I'll count that pre yeah <laughs> and he did the kong is first of all that kong is blind as shit yeah okay second of all the rail was not thick and he stuck it because he just i dude i really wish i could just like dive into their mind for a moment to see what goes on in their head when they're looking at a jump like some mm-hmm. people look at it and they're like i'm gonna do this and that's it that's all they think about they look at a kong like that blind to a rail and the brick in the wall's brick and they just go huh kong pre back up and they fucking do it yeah i wish i had that because there's other people like your boy here that has the freaking mathematic equations floating by in front of his eyes you go like okay, if you do this and i'm gonna do that and if that happens and then it's gonna happen then you back up then you have fucking anxiety and then you don't want to commit I want to know what happened in his head when he did that because it takes a lot of focus calculation and being calm. Like sometimes people can undermine a movement, a parkour move, be like, ah, he just did that. No, no, dude, there's a lot going on in that move. And as simple as it is, it's a concrete, there's more to it. So, uh, yeah, that was a good, that's a good highlight as well. I mean, speaking of rails, I fucking, his 360 stride to punch 540 off the rail. Dude. That shit was nuts. Yeah. That, yes. Two things, bro. You're a fucking god. Second thing, do a parkour video with a leather jacket on. I actually want to see that. Yeah, that'd be sick too, actually. <laughs> and a motorcycle. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll provide the motorcycle because I can't do punch five. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have a Switch motorcycle. Switch to motocross. Like, fuck I parkour, get one. just do motocross. 
like, what are you, are you talking just now? I, we can't hear you, man. You're on a different headset. Good. Good. Um, but uh, that just also shows like his versatility. Like my move that I picked was all like pretty big flips into another big flip or what have you. Yours was your guys's picks was like very much technicality, like shows how he can be very technical, put the mm -hmm. flips aside, do this one thing. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, those are our highlight highlights for each athlete and the moves that they did in the film. You motherfucker. Um, now we're going to move into what I feel is very much authentic. Don't, don't, don't take my coffee. Come on. Give me my coffee. Julian, let go of my coffee. Okay. You want some? You guys are ruining the professionalism of this fucking <laughs> professionalism. Yeah, no, it's, this yeah. is a this is the hideout by social movement. I just gave Tony Corona. Well, I haven't drank it oh. yet, so I don't have Corona. All right, so and anyway, now, now I have Corona because I drank. It. I want to talk about the authenticity and the genuineness that Giles put into showing the prep shots and the commitment shots. Uh, the uncommitment shot, sorry. Uh, basically, there's a lot of different segments within the film that you get to see how many preps they do, how the preps happen before they actually commit to the jump. And every now and then you see it. And I think that's extremely important because when you watch these guys do these big movements on Instagram or what have you for the first time, you don't see the behind the scenes stuff. So you just think that they're just like these fucking gods that just commit first try and that's it. Granted, sometimes first commitment one bangers do happen, but with technical jumps like Tony's pick, Max's uh, rail to rail Kong Prix, the blind one on the blue rails, Dude, you get to see his preps and you get to see how it's actually going to be very difficult. It's very calculated and he's taking his time. Yeah, touch on that, uh, Kong Prix, because I know you wanted to talk about the preps and showing the preps in this film is important. What, what were Max's to you? Um, I wanted to touch on how easily he was. I mean, granted, there could have been more footage that we we didn't get to see with it because sometimes that happens. Oh, you got to cut it. You can't put it Right. Yeah. But I'm saying going off just the footage I saw there was that how easily he was able to kind of transition that point in his mind to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the rail because that in itself is more times a challenge for a lot of people is to not actually do the whole movement, but just to get to the end of it is what's hard. Yeah. So the first prep he did, which was to the um, vertical ledge to the side of it, in itself is already a fucking hard prep. That's already you, a move. Yeah. You have to be calculated for that as well. That and then kind of doing the classic prep right in front of it, kind of being like, okay, I have the control, I have the distance, and then I also have the power and whatnot. Yeah. And for him to just send it to the rail afterwards, it's just like, dude, like you're, yep. you're so fucking comfortable with rails. And I wish I had that. And he's really, and you don't know where it's really going on. Cause sometimes you can see Max get frustrated and whatnot, which I can relate to because like one of the moves he was like, I really want to punch this wall right now. I've actually done that. And I understand that frustration. So you kind of can see how he's analyzing everything in his head through his preps because it's like, okay, this, is how I'm going to do it. This, is how I'm going to do it. He's trying to be as calm as possible. And then when he realizes that commitment's difficult for him, he kind of lets out the like, you know, mm -hmm. But um, those are very important. What was another scene of uh, showing preps that it they had? It was the um, the roof, the running strides to the roof. That's I want to talk. That's I want to talk about that scene separately because that's its own little talking point. I'm talking about other athletes that made. They had Keelan when he was prepping for that that's one right. line where the lady came out the window. Yep. The yep. attempt. So Keelan and then uh, Jordan Tyler Lee's uh, double cork run that you were bringing up yeah uh the swing dub cork at the end those are more those aren't really preps those are over and over again takes of how many times it took them to get the line right which falls under the same thing i was telling about this instant gratification on instagram where you see them just post the good ones and that's it if you don't see the preps if you don't see how many times it took them you don't actually understand what it takes to do the runs that you initially see and to have that in this parkour film is super important for people who have already been in the game for a while or people who are starting to get into parkour and free running. To have a quality film like this, to include things like that that are very transparent, 
is dumb important. Uh, what, what are your takes on the prep shots? Or, or well, you know, you can complete, you can in- include, complete, grammar greatly include grammar the prep shots <laughs> or the shots that they put back to back to show how many times they had to do the run before they successfully did it. So uh, throughout that whole thing, not only does that give you an idea that these insane athletes are human, you know, they do have to go through these mental battles in their heads, but also like you really actually get a much better appreciation for the moves that they're doing. Right. You know, like if you didn't see any of that stuff, you do them, you see them do the crazy move and you're like, wow, that was some, Mm -hmm. you know, awesome thing. And then you realize how much they actually had to go through, like all the attempts it took, like that huge struggle in their own minds that they had to go through the prep, everything out and like attempt it multiple times, then finally get it. Like that really hits you a lot harder. I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, to add on to what you're saying, the way Giles represents the vibe, like the way he, puts that kind of like background not eerie music but like you know what i'm trying to say like there's like this subtle yeah. music that he puts in the background that makes you really get involved in the moment where it's like this motherfucker's really trying his hardest right now to get this run because he wants it and they're making a project you it's really almost get like that. the music you hear in the back of your head when you're going for something like that yeah <laughs> kind of like yeah. that yeah exactly like whatever's going your your back uh background thoughts or your background music that you have in your head when you're actually prepping your own runs Giles actually put it into this film and it's like yeah they're going for it so that's a really big deal in this film. And then the last thing that Tony kept touching on earlier that we're that we could talk about now is when Max uh, didn't commit for the running pre to the roof in Lisbon. Uh, I can't remember the freaking name of that spot. I think it's called. There's I think the word breakers in there. I just can't remember. Someone told me. But anyway, um, it's broken now. <laughs> oh yeah, because we broke it, dude. He was like, "I'm so sad. I broke the spot." I love that, dude, because yeah. I also feel bad, like knowing that you are like like you're using the spot and you don't want it to be be broken or anything like that is so important. And then he like, you know, in committing to his jump, finally he broke off the chips of the tile and he's like, I'm sad I broke the spot. And you're like, that's fucking love right there, man. Hey, hang on a minute. Didn't you take home piece of a spot? I didn't break it. I just saw it broken. You guys like, Oh, look what happened. And I was like, I'm taking it, but I didn't break it. <laughs> but I, 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 <laughs> Seth, I don't remember. I remember Seth broke a rail at USF oh, and I felt bad. You actually, you broke a, it was kind of already broken, but you broke it more. Was uh, at FIU the red brick concrete? In that I did area. break that brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of already cracked. But you like took it. I off. took it off. Yeah. Um, piece of. Shit. I just love it. Spots. What? I just thought. Of, remember, back in the good old days when you had your apartment in Visconti, uh-huh. and I did the fucking front flip off the little handrail, and broke it off oh, the wall. Shit. <laughs> Oh, damn. You guys are destroying property shit. Dude, yeah, but those things happen we by like accident, but you don't do it on purpose. Yeah. I just remembered that back then. It doesn't the- happen on purpose. I was, like, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt a lot. Right, yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel good. <laughs> so that's how but, Luis felt, you know? I yeah, love that. Yeah. But in that scene, um, Max was prepping that for the first time, and then later on in the film, you see him come back for it because he wants to feel it, which is so important. He's like, I want to feel it back there, but it's so annoying. You know that feeling that you get where you want to commit to a jump, but there's a certain point in your run-up when you're prepping it, you're like, okay, this is where I feel it. And then you back up to the beginning part of your run-up where you know you have to start, and you're like, I don't fucking feel it here. Yo, yeah. how annoying is that shit? You can feel that through him in that scene mm-hmm. and you and that authenticity behind that. And he comes back for it and he can't commit. How important is it to show an athlete not being able to commit to a jump that they really want in a high-end film like this? I think it's very important because there are so many people nowadays mixed in with the Instagram instant gratification. Like all they're seeing is banger clips on Instagram because nobody's going to fucking post their fails. Nobody, nobody's like, oh, I'm going to go post my fail because my fans will love it, you know? 
Granted, right. we might do that, but you know, <laughs> but no, like people are going to post their cool stuff because that's human nature. You want to impress other people and whatnot. So that's all you fucking see. And that's all these kids see and whatnot. And that's all these younger athletes see. So to put that into a high end film, to let the viewer know like, Hey, sometimes it doesn't always happen. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you have to be okay with it. And like, he doesn't live at that spot. He can't go back to it the next day. He has to know that whenever he goes back, maybe he can try it again. Right. And I think mm -hmm. that's super important to portray in there. And I'm really, really glad they did. What about you, Julian? What you, what's your take on that? Yeah, same thing. I, I think that was like a really important part to put in that film, especially a film as big as this one. Because like it just really shows you the reality of the sport. Mm -hmm. You know, this happens like, right. I feel like everyone goes through this instead of always. Cause I remember back in like 2014, 13 type of time, uh, a lot of parkour content, especially from the European side, they would make edits. That's like a oh, fun, great time. And everyone's doing jumps and stuff. And it's all great. And sun's out and blah, blah, blah. And it never portrayed like the nitty gritty of what this film did, which is like, Hey right. man, sometimes you're sweating fucking balls. Yep. You're anxious. Your palms are sweating. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Spaghetti. Spaghetti on spaghetti, spaghetti. And you spaghetti. don't want to commit to a jump or you can't and you just have to give up on it. Dude, the nitty grittiness of the be of the reality behind parkour training is very much portrayed here that I don't think a lot of content back a couple years ago would do. I remember a lot of videos that came out in 2012 and 2013 was always like this sunshine, everything's great stuff. And Modus is just like, hey, not all the time. Yep. Not all the time. Especially in the UK. It's and not always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fucking <laughs> raining. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really, really good scene. And uh, I hope Max, after that, you know, being I, what, I, what seems to be the free soul that he is, he doesn't beat himself over. Uh, uh, he doesn't beat himself for not having committed to that. He knows mm -hmm. he can come back to it. Um, so anyway, let's go right into the music choices and the pacing of this film. First of all, it does not feel like 44 minutes, eh? Dude, it does. I, we were at a certain point after watching it for like the second or third time. And I was like, wait, are we almost at the end already? Like yeah. that's how quick it's it goes crazy. by because the pacing yeah. is freaking phenomenal. Dude, uh, I was I was using because we just watched it before we came on here. I was using the leg massagers and I set it for 35 minutes and then we started watching it and then I looked back at it and it had 20 minutes left and I was like, did 15 minutes just pass by already? Already, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that um, the music choices obviously go hand in hand with what we said earlier in this review, which is the skater vibe, right? Yeah. The type of really um, punk rock. Not so much metal, but like thrasher, punk, mock, 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 dude, English goodly again. Um, the punk rock type of music, nitty gritty type stuff is their main like dominant type of music choice, which is great because it obviously goes with the whole Soul Destroyer Reaper type design and mm. their skater vibe. But then there's also some music choices that are the complete opposite of that. They even had this one track that happened during Jordan Tyler Lee's uh, Flip Pre to Punch Rudy, which was like kind of like an electronic song. And then they also had Jimmy the Giant. Shout out to Jimmy the Giant. Uh, he's doing some dope-ass content, and he also makes some dope-ass music. And yeah. one of his songs is in there, and it's the shit. If you ever want to do a video on a couple athletes who never made it, we're open to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to do a shit podcast. Yeah. We're open to be ranked on, dude. We're open to be roasted on, if you want. Um, but he made a dope-ass song on there, and they threw that in there. So you would think that a punk rock-type, skater-vibe, nitty-gritty-type film wouldn't have a rap song. So kind okay. of like sort of the opposite of it, but not really. And the way that got, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? Because well, there are rap songs in the skate world and stuff, but this is the, the skate gonna, world. I was going to say that like, because like it did portray like a nineties uh, hip hop vibe to it, which yeah. I think is yeah, exactly yeah. what they're going I love for. that track and that movement. The movement flowed very well with the, with the song. Mm -hmm. And because of the switch up of music, I think that's what the pacing does. And including 
Um, what I was going to say next is the using funny bits as interludes in between each like banger section or like song moment, you know, cause not, they didn't use they, Not every song was a banger moment. You know what I mean? They kind of utilize a, a softer mm-hmm. track for like more softer line movements. And then when they had their like banger movements, it was obviously a rock song. So they would do that as to help the pacing, but then they would also use like funny bits, like the, <laughs> like the, the, the fucking, the, <laughs> and then Keelan spits on Johnston. That's a funny sequence before they break into another moment with a song. They do another sequence. Um, they use funny bits like that, or when mm-hmm. Luke punches the camera. You know, he's oh, like, yeah. and like oh, Max yeah. is like grabbing the leaves and throwing at him. You know what I mean? Like that's an interlude mm-hmm. technically. I like that because it portrays their personality very well. If you can't kind of get a grasp of a parkour team's personality but you only see their dope ass jumps you only are led to make your own assumptions about them right but if you can actually see their personality and then their movement you can put two and two together and be like that's a dope person i would love to train with them that's inspiring so having that as an interlude not only helps with pacing but it helps the brand and the guys because you get to see who they are in their realm or when they pop luke's freaking blister and it squirts dude it squirts ah uh, yeah, look at Tony's face. That's how, like, dude, when it popped, we were like, uh, I, hate, I, I absolutely hated that. that I think it's delicious. I've watched it a beautiful scene. three times already. Great every time I look at that scene, it just yeah, makes me but, cringe. No, but I dude, always the, do, like, the a little ending jump. of that scene is so funny because it, it just, the camera pans up and it's just Jordan. <laughs> that is 100% Julian in yeah, our team. Yeah, dude. Julian is the guy. That, that was dude. so funny. That's and then it cuts. Me. You know what I mean? That's an interlude scene that helps with pacing, and I fucking love it. What do you guys think about utilizing, like, these lifestyle-type funny bits um to break in between music for the pacing of the film and i think i think if your brand calls for it it works really well if your brand mm-hmm. doesn't call for it maybe not so much you know but okay. like you can go into it for the comedy side of it you can go into like a lifestyle interlude for example it could be i don't know someone like uh like working at an office desk or something or like instead of going out and training you're showing the editing side of it. it doesn't have to be funny but it can act as an interlude if your brand calls for the comedy side, which their brand very much it does, yeah. it just it just works so well. It's <laughs> <laughs> grammar greatly part two. Oh, oh. Uh, so what do you think, Julian? And that's something that we have done a little bit as well, where we add that comedy side to all sorts of things. Well, but we might add it too much sometimes. Yeah, but maybe yes, a little too much, but <laughs> but I still really like that vibe in like parkour videos and mm-hmm. films. It's actually one of my favorite parts. Because along with, like, the really impressive moves, you actually get a little bit of personality of the athletes. Right. And that's always really cool. And I think their personalities are fucking hilarious. And they're each more, they're they're each unique. You know what I mean? It's by far, the most outgoings is Keelan and, and Max. Well, from what we can see, George doing the fucking dancing with his eyes like this while he's oh, holding yeah. a beer. <laughs> like that, dude, I lost my shit. That was so funny. Because you just, like, honestly, if you look into his eyes, you kind of go, like, is there anything even going on up in his head, dude? Like, <laughs> like is he thinking about anything he's right now? Blast, and I don't think man. he was. Dude, that's that was so – tell me what time is it. Somebody tell me what time is it right now, please. Yeah, <laughs> whatever he said in the film. Did you actually check the time? Yep. but yeah i think it's great to show that for so many different reasons um one of the biggest benefits was obviously the pacing of the film and then a secondary benefit was showing their personalities even more so and if you want to see even more of their personality just check out their uh spinning in the wind series that's really Mm -hmm. like the fucking really good series grit of their craziness you can spit in my wind max what'd you say you want to repeat that what i I didn't say anything okay are we just moving on (laughs) yeah dude you're freaking, you're freaking. Loser! You're 
I can't hear what they're doing now, but but I'm assuming they're making fun of me. Anyway. Dude, the soundboard thing is so fucking fun. I'm so sorry you can't hear this. Yeah, eventually you will. Eventually you will. Anyway. Um, the next day. thing and the last two talk uh, talking points of this film that we're getting into um, is hashtag save your clips and then mm. their impact on the community and as a sport for the future. But that's the last thing. The hashtag save your clips. Before and I then, put my take, I just want to jump right into your guys' stuff. Tony, what do you think about the hashtag save your clips and what it means and how people can interpret it? Um, I don't know how they can interpret Okay, I I know. You know I was, what I'm trying to I was say, gonna right? Say, I, I was gonna say I don't know how they could interpret. You know it, what I'm trying to say, though. No, no, I I do like. There's I, two different ways of viewing that. I I view it in the sense of, by saving your clips, you're able to actually put out more quality um, videos and but footage. Smack right then and there as a whole. But when you yeah, like smack like you're putting it in out an edit, yeah, in an edit. Whereas when you're posting everything on Instagram. It's it it just ties back to that instant gratification. Like you, yeah. when you're posting everything on Instagram, you're like, all right, I did this today. Post it. People see it. Cool, great job. But then you know, there's I'm, there's it loses the spark and the magic as you get from seeing those old videos that are like Every summer all- videos, summer training videos. Right, exactly. Yeah. You put mm-hmm. it all you put it all together. Like I remember when Julie and I would go out training when we started, and we would like. Not every I don't I don't remember if Instagram was had video yet or whatnot, but we would like we would go on train and film it on the camera and then I would edit it together in a video. We wouldn't immediately post it to Instagram. There was some switch that happened yeah. where everyone was like, I'm gonna film it, post it on Instagram, you know? And then the quality video stopped coming out. So I love the hashtag save your clips and it's something we're doing as well right now. We are doing that right yeah. now because we as well wanna make our own banger edit where you don't know any of the clips that are happening within it. So when the whole thing drops um on YouTube you see everything for the first time with the music, just like you do with this film, and just like any other uh, parkour video or film that's being trying to uh, that's trying to be produced right now. If there's anybody that has an idea right now and wants to produce it, the whole hashtag Save Your Clips thing is important because if you post some of the best stuff from that film that you're trying or video that you're trying to make now, and you post it now, and then you come out with the edit later with the song and everything, it's not as impactful. It's gonna and have it's, way less of an impact, and it's not mm-hmm. as it's not taken so much as like a project or an art, really. You know what I mean? So I love the hashtag Saver Clips, Julian. What about you with the hashtag? Yeah, I'm clips? all about that too, and it brings me back to the whole thing where you actually really see the struggle that the athlete went through when they're going into these gigantic moves mm-hmm. that you would normally just have the instant gratification for. You just post it and like, oh, cool, and then move on. But you actually see, like, how much it really took, and you get an even bigger, like, influence out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the hashtag save your clips is somebody, is some, is somebody, is something mm-hmm. everybody should try to do, uh, not to an, a full on degree like they did, or more or less what we're trying to do, but to some degree where you are trying to, you know, savor up the best of your stuff and throw down in this edit, <clears throat> because not only are you savoring your progression and you're keeping it to yourself for a while because the thing is what if you do a jump that you progress on and you're proud of and then the moment you post it boom and now it's for everybody Mm -hmm. it's not it's not for you anymore it's for you and for everybody but if you save them and keep them they are yours until the moment that you post them they are your progression there's something for you to look back on and be like i did that and feel like how johnson did in that run and then you put together an edit which now you're implementing another skill set that you could be proud of on, on its own which is editing and splicing and putting music and color correction yada 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 and then you put it as a whole, boom, you got this project that you're super proud of, and then smack, you drop your best movements, hashtag save your clips, and then it's like this boom wow factor mm-hmm. that everyone wow. can share with you after it's done. So what did you say? 
Wow. <laughs> I think um just like really quick, I think you can't hear it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh what you I was You guys say, just look like idiots to me. Ah. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> what I was gonna say is that like the whole instant gratification thing with like Instagram, like I wanted to touch more on like how it does not have an imp- as much as an impact as what you will get out of like a quality like YouTube video or even fuck it a quality three minute video that you say for Instagram, you know, like you put your best clips together. Mm-hmm. It's just there's just something more like powerful when you watch something like that as opposed to like just throwing something on Instagram. And I a lot of the problems come from it, I think. And this is not to like disrespect any athletes, but a lot of people nowadays just and a lot of pro athletes just post like clips on Instagram, slow-mo clips, them doing a giant backflip or a double flip off some shit, you know? They post on Instagram and they're done, but they don't have these like long show reels or these long like videos, you know? Right. And the younger generation sees that and then they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do, cause when you're, when you're getting started in anything, you have a role model or you have some people you look up to. Yeah. So when you see the, the guys who are kind of at the top just posting these things, right. you're just like, all right, I'm gonna do that. Like I'm pretty sure anyone who's kind of now getting into the parkour game doesn't know or like know as well the like quality parkour free running videos that like we grew up with you know yeah and the whole aspect of like show reels and stuff like that has kind of gone because before honestly instagram uh maybe even tiktok but mainly instagram has been a bittersweet to the parkour and free running world Mm -hmm. um and this is kind of like the bitter part of it Mm -hmm. uh and how it's kind of diminished the way you can put together a video and that Um, it feels like like with the instant gratification, it feels like at that point, anyone who's new is getting into it is going to capture something and post it. And they're doing it for that instant gratification. Now, nobody's yeah. doing it. When we got started, we would make a video. We did the moves because we liked them. Like, oh, cool. This, this looks dope. It's going to look even doper when we throw it into a video. Yeah, with you know? a song. Yeah, yeah. And you were actually like wanting to get that move on camera. And then eventually you just have all these clips that you've been wanting to get. Mm-hmm. And then you throw it into a video. It's not, oh, I'm getting this jump or this clip because of a video. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. And so Modus having that, the Modus Project's film, this older story film, having that aspect being brought into this new generation and doing it now in the climate mm-hmm. of parkour and free running now is stupid important. Yeah. And I think it is necessary for everybody who's starting parkour and free running now, who's been in it for maybe two or three years or has been in it for a while to keep that Save with them. Um, yeah. But also the people who've been on it for like many, many years, like we're talking like store gup guys been in for like 13, 14 years. They already know that shit. Right. Exactly. They're the yeah. fucking OGs of that mentality. Yeah, like this is this this wasn't specifically to like bash any current athletes. No, 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 because no. we do it too because it's part of our job to do it. You know, we yeah. have to post on Instagram. Yeah, but I just wanted to touch Bullshit. on it because I think it's important for a lot of people to know that yeah. and for a lot of people to start like realizing that. Well, it's a, what we're just saying right now is actually a great segue into the last talking point, which is their impact on the international community, the worldwide parkour training community, uh, and then also their impact as for the sport going into the future. So. I think we kind of already touched on some of the like content that they make, how it actually impacts the community in a positive way, in a positive light. The whole instant gratification thing can be kind of diminished because of the way they produce their stuff and the way they portray how they push themselves past these limits for their runs and stuff like that is a great inspiration for those who are just starting out, the the newer generation coming in and, and, and so on, that they see that, hey man, if you got a passion, if you love it, you know how to, you'll you'll do it because you want to, not for the sake of a 
viral video mm-hmm. or an Instagram mm-hmm. Insta gratification clip or doing it for the views, you'll go out there and you'll do a fucking running cat grab and gash your knee and be bleeding. And then you go out training the next day and you record that shit because that's what's fucking happening. That's the shit that's mm-hmm. happening. Not like, oh, I got a crazy idea. Let's go get some crash pads and do this, blah, 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 whatever. No, fuck that. This is the cat grab I want. Let's get the camera. Let's film it. And you gather it all up and you make content out of that because that is the authentic you. Mm-hmm. That is doing parkour and free running to its core in terms of content creation. And to see that is very important for the community as a whole, but then also for the sport going into the future in terms of not only training it, but also starting a brand. Because uh, you can you can fluff up parkour and free running all you want, slap a logo on a shirt, boom, and try to do your best to start a brand. But if you don't got that passion, if you don't got that message behind it, the, that authenticity, no one's going to give a fuck. Yep. And if you want to move forward, if you want to do good, if you want to move up, dude, take notes from the Modus projects because this shit's real and you can tell. And that's why I like it so much. Now, does that mean I don't like the whole 2012, 2013 videos that I mentioned earlier about having everything in the sunshine? Everything's great. And I'm having a fucking time of my life. No, I still like yeah, that fuck too. <laughs> oh, oh, that went two different ways. Mm. No, I still like that too because that sparks a lot of more filmmaking inspiration. But this, this type of stuff is like, Oh, so you guys are for real? Oh, okay. I'm going to do better now. <laughs> you know what I, th- I mean? I think that uh, calls for a soundboard. Maybe the, uh, you know, the. if someone doesn't want them to mess with them, what would they say? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was the don't fuck with me sound. So what's your take, Julian, on the impact that they could, with content like this and a, re- a release like this, because we're going to get into their clothing line in a second, but first the film, what impact they would have on the community and uh, to the sport as a whole? Well, I mean, I think you covered it really well, but the whole thing you were saying about like just this really influencing the younger generation of athletes, the athletes that are just getting started, um, I feel like that can really help with how organic the content is. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole reason why people like produce for example why people will buy and pay more for organic food than just processed food you know yeah. like it's that whole con that contrast mm. you know? yeah yeah i agree like they're just posting like quick yeah. clips and stuff like that that's like processed you're just pumping it out real quick right and but the organic is like more real mm-hmm. uh, i agree i very much agree with that and then also i want to touch more on like the sport aspect because there's so many different ways of training parkour and free running and you know we've got the whole gym culture thing right where you can literally just show up to a gym and there's a whole wooden structure there and a bunch of mats and faux pit and stuff granted that's a great opportunity for people who can't train at outdoor spots because they don't have any but for those that do have them these modus fucks <laughs> and i mean that in a positive light by that's the way. right we called you guys modus fucks because we're your biggest fans <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude i bought the shirt too man that night i was like buying one but we'll get to that yeah, in a second. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, we'll get to that um but anyway uh as a sport because what they're doing is the is like they're out there traveling going to different areas they're in the outside spots in the nitty-gritty they're going for it they're bleeding they're swollen they're tired they're sweaty they're not an ac gym they're not using, they're not constantly training on mats. They're not, I'm not saying training in a gym is bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying only training in a gym is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mainly only training rat. in a gym with like mats gym and shit rats. like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're training in a parkour gym that has wooden structures and you know, all that stuff and you don't have outside spots, that's the closest thing you're going to get to outside. And that's right. great. But I'm talking about only training in a gym. If th- pe- more people see this type of content 
now and going into the future and they realize the real deal shit is done outside where you got to fucking bust your ass and you're sweating and blood and all that stuff. Or, you, you, I mean, obviously there's those great moments as well. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty of a move that you're scared of and you got to commit, and you got to really push yourself. That happens, man. You're fucking sweating, you're bleeding and you're tired and you're anxious and you got to push through because that's what's going to make you you. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to get you to go up to the next level. And that is very important for parkour and free running in terms of this whole outside training stuff, okay? Because before there was no gyms, all people had was outside. That's why those, the earlier generation guys, like the store guys and all the people from the UK and Spain, they didn't have parkour gyms. They had gymnastics gyms for flips and stuff, but they didn't have parkour gyms. They had outside and that's it. And they fucking progressed, I mean, especially Spain, because they barely even had gymnastics gym. Their only way to train flips was in sand. And those guys are fucking nuts. And we've all seen it. We've been to Spain. We've been, I go to Spain once a year. I know what they can do. I'm friends with some of those guys. They didn't have any gyms and that progressed them insanely. If you're only training in a gym and then you go outside and you're scared, don't wonder why. So it's very important that you watch films like this because it's, it's going to inspire you. Like I said earlier, and you're going to want to go outside and be like, well, this is the real deal. I want to get better. This is what's going to take to do it. And that's super important for the future of parkour and running. Not this big fucking shit. Anyway. We're going to go into a segment real quick about the updates at the headquarters here at our house. Uh, and we're going to update you with one thing before we get back into the modus projects. As you can see, um, for very briefly, because we fucking forgot in this episode, we have two. <laughs> we have two zombie bobs. Well, no, no, no. Oh, wait, There's I said that one. wrong. It's one zombie There's bob. One we have zombie. one zombie bob. bob. And, uh, one and you'll bob. very much realize in the next episode, he won't be there. I- <laughs> Just go with it, okay? <laughs> just, just deal with it. It's all right. That's Zombie Bob. That's Bob, Bob. This is regular Bob, right? So if they were talking on your shoulders, this would be the good Bob. This be the bad Bob. <laughs> They'll be there for a long time. They're both the voices in my head. They're, they're actually like the real life uh, sonification of the voices in Julian's head. Yep. <laughs> Um, they are possessed. Yeah. Anyway, we just wanted a segment break for a moment to uh, talk about uh, basically bullshit. So we, there's a break. Um, but yeah, you might see them in, in future social movement YouTube videos, <coughs> tutorials. Anyway, <laughs> let's go into the second segment because that was you know supposed to be quick. And that is talking about the actual Soul Destroyer clothing line itself. We talked about the film. We talked about every aspect we possibly could about it. Now let's talk about the actual clothing line that they release. And I'm going to actually pull it up here. Uh, just, just so people can have something to look at. Yeah, that's the clothing line that they came out with. Hey, dude, dude. All right, listen, Giles. If you're listening to this, can you restock this one, the dust one? Okay. Can you restock it? Cause I want to get it. I went to buy it too late, and I couldn't get it. Okay. Besides this needy motherfucker, I just want to tell you, <laughs> he's gonna ask for free clothes. That you did a fucking fantastic job, dude. I remember when I first met you in 2015. You came to Miami Fruiting and you gave me one of your prototypes, the Modus Project shirts and the wristband that I have on right now still. And I remember you were talking to me about it was just supposed to be a startup thing. It was supposed to be a team, nothing crazy. And now you're doing this shit, man. Hey. He hit the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler, hit the mic. That's fucking awesome. And I've heard, and I've been watching you on Instagram and stuff like that and listening to the Modus podcast. I've heard about the, all the struggles you've been through to make this happen and the ups and downs and the real lows where you're just like, this isn't going to happen. This is the end. I'm not going to have Modus Project succeed. Hey, fuck that shit. You're going to do this shit and you're going to do it right because this in and of itself, besides a film, is already impressive. 
That's awesome because I know it's not easy to get clothing. We've tried to get our own custom clothing and all this to stitch and sew and whatnot. Oh, we know. And that shit's a struggle. And I saw your um, inside the product type uh, IGTV videos on the Modus Project's uh, Instagram profile where you're talking about the designs and how you had to make it fade and all these super in-depth detail. Man, that's a lot of creativity. That's a lot of in-depth stuff that you really went through trial and error for. And hats off to you, man. That's the shit. I mean, just... Besides the style alone, I would purchase this products for that in it in and of itself, the story behind it. But then on top of that, they look dope as shit. Oh yeah, huh? yeah. All the designs are so cool. I want man. one. Eh? I want the I want the neck. I want all of it, honestly. But you know, I ain't got the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got. I can't afford it. Did but you, I would. Did you just call money scratch? Listen, I I watched Sebastian Maniscalco yesterday, and that's how he called money. Uh, so fuck you. But. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right. after the film released on Sunday, half this shit was sold out like that. That's impressive as fuck. If that doesn't say something, I don't know what else will, bro. But Giles, man, dude, that hey, dude, let's do you the it. Julian. Can you put down your mic for one quick second? We do two claps for Giles. All right, two claps for Giles. Three, two, one. Dude, fantastic job. And obviously, all the guys involved too. I don't know if any of the team members in Modus Projects had a playing hand in the design work, but I know that you had a big hand in it and you're the top dog for this whole project and the brand. Dude, awesome job. Um, the clothing itself, man. I ordered I ordered this one that night after watching the film simply because of the film itself, me knowing how much work you put into it and because it looks dope. And the I also just wanted so something cool. immediately from the line before it sold out because initially I wanted the dust shirt. I wanted actually the both Reaper gray shirt and the dust shirt, but they were sold out. Another reason Dude, they were, Julian, they were sold out. I went to go get the dust one, and so did Tony. All sizes were sold out. We're talking from small to XL. And I don't know how many quantities were in each size, but it doesn't fucking matter because, like, holy shit. Dude, if I was Giles, I, 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 I would literally, like, sit back and look at my computer screen and just be like, holy shit, I did it. I'm going to go buy myself a nice-ass meal. <laughs> I'm going to take my girlfriend or fiancé now, I believe. I can't remember. Um, and my dog. I'm speaking in terms of Giles now. And I'm going to take myself out for a nice dinner because I fucking did it. <laughs> Dude, it's sold out. This one's this one's gone. This one's gone. This one's about to be gone. Gone, gone, gone. Gone. This one's, these are, these are for pre-order right now. And then the film itself, obviously, at the buy. Gone. The... If you click one of these right now, you you only have a certain select size to pick from, so it's almost on the way out too. This whole this whole collection is almost gone, and that is very impressive. Um, what would be your guys's favorite piece out of the all dust this? Shirt. Us guys's the dust. The dust shirt. This one's your favorite. I just love the color on it. Yeah, honestly, I really love the color as well. He he had to go through a lot of Can different that one like me? color schemes to to like pick that Bad, yeah. to that color. Which one's your favorite? Can you zoom that dust one in for me? I didn't get a good look at that one. Oh yeah, that one's pretty sick too. Uh, that it'd probably be that one or the uh, Soul Destroyer T-shirt. This one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I got. Yeah, that one's really sick. I would get all of it as you can see. This right here is not. I'm going to say right now, these button shirts are not really in my realm of style, but I would get it anyway just to like see how it would look on me and have it, honestly. I don't wear these at all ever, but I'd fucking try it. Honestly, when they're back in stock, I might get it. The water bottle? Dude, they came out the with... The water bottle was dope. That was, look, that was an interesting dude, thing to put out. The amount of work and trial and error this must have fucking gone through. I can feel with Giles right now. They released the film, which we already reviewed, which was a project and a fucking behemoth of a thing to do in itself. Then, 
the behind the film photo because that definitely needs it the creativity behind that like actually coming up with like the design work to make a little magazine basically mm -hmm. then we have one two three four shirts uh joggers pair of shorts three button-down shirts a water bottle two hats two necklaces and i saw the behind the video on how to on what you had to do to make that holy shit then we have stickers and then three posters no wonder it took you fucking forever to do it. That's a fucking collection, if you ask me. What was, what what did you say your favorite piece was? The Soul Destroyer yeah, shirt. Soul yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, gotta clap it up again, man. Gotta clap it up. <laughs> the Modus projects are fucking killing it. And if you're not in it with them right now, what are you doing? What are they what doing, are Tony? Doing, I don't know what they're doing. What, what are they doing, bro? They're not falling. They're they're not, they're not doing, getting bro. with it, man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There, there's, some, there's like honestly like the Modus Projects store, even Gup, right now, fucking killing it. Storm, all these, all these top name um, brands that have started like, well, besides Modus, that started like way years ago, mm -hmm. are like killing it right now. Oh, and then yeah. now Modus is come is like getting up to that level as well. And Giles is finding a much different way to get up to that level with the way they're going and the route they're doing it with the vibe that they have and the brand style that they have and, and the kind of like cool things they're doing with parkour. You know what I mean? Like the shoe thing is so cool. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. soul destroyer, but it's a reaper cause they it's take, such such a, it's such a cool name. play on words thing. I mean, that's really cool. man. and I honestly cannot wait to see what else they come up with. I really can't like, I, I want to see more. I, I know it takes a lot of work and I will wait, you know, I will be that loyal. I'll be that loyal wife. That's at home waiting for the military husband to come back. He he has a fiance. I'll I'll he has a fiance. I don't give a fuck. I'll <laughs> I'll be as loyal as that type of wife, the military wife. I'll wait. Okay, listen to me, Giles. I'll wait. You're very contradicting. Do you want Jordan's babies or Giles? Dude, both. I think he kind of just wants both. all the babies. I'll ha yeah. I mean, he not wants all. many babies. He's a baby eater. People, <laughs> don't give him uh, your babies. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so anyway, when these are back in stock, uh, Giles in our sizes, you best believe you're going to get some orders from the Sofla Movement headquarters. Guys, is there anything else we want to touch on on the clothing or the film or um, you know the work put into it or what you would like to see from them in the future? Is there anything you want to touch on? Uh, I'd like to touch on how you always wear the same leather jacket. That's it's there. my spiel now. Okay, these jeans and the jacket are for the podcast, and that's the way it's going to be. Huh? Julian, you go first. I'm sorry, you have to see that. <laughs> Um, we're all in awe. Our jaws are on the floor, and we're ready for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony, you thought long and hard about that one. <laughs> I think he said it very well. I think he said it great. I'm sorry. Don't make me come over what there. About and lick you? Your nipples, right? Um, overall, I love Soul Destroyers. Everybody fucking does. I love the merch that came out with it, and I love the way you did it. It feels very much like an album, a music album was released with yeah. clothing attached to it. I really would like to do that as and well. And Soul Destroyer, the parkour film, was like the album, and then the merch was attached to that, and the interludes you put in fit perfectly as if they were interludes literally in an album, song by song that came up. That's the way I looked at it. So I love everything that was presented in the way that it was. All the athletes, you're fucking dope. Joseph, please don't take my lunch money. It's okay. Uh, I'll give you it, whatever you want. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you guys ever want to come down to Florida, you know yeah. where to hit up. If Always you want to be on our podcast or we be on yours, just let us know. If you ever want to die in Florida's heat. 99 degree weather, yeah. But don't worry. We'll be here. We, we, got, we got stuff to take care of y'all. Don't worry. We got, we got some sponsors here to take care of y'all. We All got right? Bob. We, we, you also have Bob Ross Chia Pet. You have good Bob and bad Bob. All right, guys? 
<sighs> Dude. So that was awesome. Yeah. All right, Rebels. That's all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others who you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your hosts some love by mm. liking, commenting, and rating. Yes. And to show some extra love, some extra. write mm -hmm. a review. The show notes are in the description if you're watching on YouTube. If you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions or nudes to the hideout at soflowmvmnt.com. Check out soflowmvmnt.com for merch and more. Plus, follow our other profiles here to stay up to date with whatever the fuck we're doing. We're Rebels of the Cause, signing off. And I've been holding the piss for an hour and a half. Oh, shit.